Let's Cover That podcast is brought to you by CMNF Group, professional liability services for over 200 healthcare professions. Visit our website at cmfgroup.com slash podcast for more info. Hey, everyone. It's another episode of Let's Cover That with Will Sullivan and my co-host. Antonina Agruza. And today we have with us Dr. Joshua Emder, Chief Medical Officer at SteadyMD. Dr. Emder, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Yeah, guys. Yeah, thanks for ha- thanks for having me. Always, uh, always excited to talk uh, all things uh, healthcare, digital health, and care innovation. So I love what you guys are doing, and thanks for the opportunity. Of course, uh, Dr. Emder, can you tell us a little bit about your background in healthcare? How you made your way into the industry? Yeah, uh, thanks for asking. So, um, for me, I'm actually the son of a physician. I grew up. Uh, the son of a pulmonologist who was in private practice for like, he's still in private practice, like after 40 years. So I kind of grew up around um, the business of medicine and, and patient care. And, you know, I, I, I kind of view myself as very fortunate in that, like from an early age, I just kind of knew I wanted to go into medicine. It just really like just kind of watching my dad, like kind of have this ability to help others and also do like really interesting work was always just really appealing to me. So um, for me, like um, I, I love the mountains. I grew up in Southern California, but ended up out in uh, Colorado uh, for undergrad where I worked real hard. And then from there, I uh, went to medical school in uh, Pomona and chose to be an osteopathic physician because I, I really identified with the tenets of, oste- of osteopathy. And uh, from there, did a, a, a residency in family medicine and uh, finished my training back in uh, 2007 at a time where healthcare was really changing. Like we had just seen um, managed care in California and like the rise of Kaiser. And the writing was really on the wall at that time that it was not, it was not the right time to like start your own practice. And for me, like kind of growing up watching my dad, like kind of build his, build his practice, you know, take great care of his patients. Um, I didn't really have that opportunity just with the way that reimbursement was. So I chose to um, take a job, uh, move back out to Colorado um, as, a, as a hospitalist working at my local hospital where I did shift work, taking care of patients from the emergency room on and did that for 10 years. And um it was really a great opportunity, like really had, really um, was able to um, kind of refine my craft and learn a ton about taking care of really sick patients in the hospital. But also during that time, I realized that there's definitely a better way to take care of people. Like, as we all know, the emergency rooms end up being kind of the de facto um, front door to healthcare for a lot of patients who don't have any other access. So for me, I was seeing a lot of patients who would show up in the ER, like maybe in their mid forties, like after having their first heart attack, which could have been prevented if they had access to care earlier and you know, management of their undiagnosed diabetes or, or other risk factors that the patients simply didn't know that they had until they came to the hospital with a problem. So um, that was, uh, so like I said, I did that for 10 years um, um, in hospital medicine and I wouldn't say that I, I, I burned out, like, but I knew that I needed a different challenge. And I, I, I knew, like I said, that there was probably a better way to care for people. And 
just as the world would have it, right uh, in 2017, a startup uh, called SteadyMD reached out to me when they were looking for a primary care doctor who runs marathons um, to launch an online uh, concierge practice for uh, serious runners. And I was like, sign me up. This sounds great. Like, give me an opportunity to kind of do what my dad did, like build a practice, take care of patients in a in a new way that can work really well for both the patients and the doctors and build something new. So I um, partnered with SteadyMD in 2017. And uh, five years later, I'm uh, st still here with the company. I'm a uh, chief medical officer and would love to kind of tell you a little bit more about that journey, if that's something you guys want to hear. So... So interestingly enough, you know, so you're still here at SteadyMD, but how's your marathoning going if you're out in Colorado? <laughs> I, have to, I have to ask, are you competitive with your own patients or, or, or with the clients that you guys work with? Is there a competitive yeah, no, fair, on that? You know, fair question. Um, you know, with COVID, it really did change my life in a number of ways. Um, one of those... Um, I really kind of lost the motivation to be around lots of people. And I mean, that's what I love about the marathon. I mean, I love going to New York or Boston and, you know, just being like really immersed in humanity, like running with, you know, tens of thousands of other people who've trained and are super passionate about something. So um, I've trained just enough to like kind of keep the wheels on. I actually went out for a six mile run this morning uh, out here in California, which was, it was really kind of, Every, every day I get to run is, is really a blessing. Like it, it's hard, to, it's hard to do, but like once you get going, it's great. And, you know, just being able to have like a um, common interest with your patients, especially like over digital health is such a great way to build rapport. So um, it was really a, a the, the, we call it our, our consumer practice at, at SteadyMD. It's now powered by Lemonade. So um, SteadyMD has moved into a place where we power telehealth for other healthcare companies. So um, I still take care of my uh, marathoners, and it's 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 uh, a, a, probably one of my favorite parts of my job. Like as chief medical officer, a lot of my work now is kind of administrative, but being able to connect with my patients with similar interests is is just it's so great on on a lot of different levels. Yeah, so it it, it really. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting, you know, kind of noting the marathoning and how you get that distinct connection to to your patients, your, your clients, however, however, you know, everybody frames them in each profession. But it's it's interesting that you take that crux of like a direct personal connection and then you kind of scale it out through this telehealth practice and the clinicians nationally. So kind of and and all the while, I would imagine with all the clinicians you guys have nationally, if you can kind of give us a breakdown of what that looks like, it's got to help ease that burden of, you know, being burnt out or just needing to change or where you are in your stage of life and the offering that you have at SteadyMD. So would, you know, kind of give us a, a base understanding of what SteadyMD is doing. Um, you know, you're working with Lemonade, providing that telehealth platform capability. You know, what, what does that look like, you know, organizationally, but then these clinicians, uh, whether it's nurse practitioners, mental health providers, hopping along with you, physicians. Sure. So, um, the SteadyMD, we, we started in 2016 with this kind of beautiful model of matching patients with doctors. I think to this day, we're really the only, the only digital health company that I know has kind of done something like this. We had marathon practice, a CrossFit practice, and really, really did something cool. And, um, 
in 2020 with COVID, uh, we did a bit of a pivot and that was to power telehealth in all 50 states um, for other companies. And the way we've been able to do that is um, number one, you know, we, uh, like I said, we partner with a lot of different companies. So we have a lot of varied work and uh, we have a, a 50 state um, uh, workforce of uh, doctors, nurse practitioners and therapists. And um, what's been really valuable with what we learned during those early days of SteadyMD with the direct to consumer world is we really learned what it took to have the medical operations and oversight that's required to power telehealth. Um, we have uh, end to end product and technology offerings. So a company can come to us and we can really use our expertise and our product and our technology to make it happen. Um, we handle the credentialing, licensing, and uh, payer enrollments, which is something that I think we should talk about at some point today. Um, and then um, we um, we take care of all the legal work for like the legal and regulatory work that's required to practice in all 50 states, which, which is really, it's a lot. Um, a lot of people think naively. Um, one, 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 uh, one thing that always sticks in my head going back to 2017 after being in the hospital for 10 years and you know being part of my local medical community like some of some of my colleagues were like Josh so let me get this straight you're leaving this great job here at for this you know really really amazing um um, um community owned healthcare system to be an internet doctor and that's a question that i had to answer and like people like people didn't really my colleagues didn't respect it at the time, but going fast forward five years, like they realized that there is real value in it. And it's not just like this, you know, being an internet doctor and like, like there's no, there's, there's no process. There's no legal review. I mean, at SteadyMD, we've really, we're really on the forefront of really building the credibility and building the process, building the key way to make sure that patients are getting great care at scale. And um, for me, like I've worked in the hospital, I've, I've also worked in the clinic, you know, a busy day of seeing patients in person is like, you know, maybe 20 encounters a day, you know, sometimes like 30 if you're doing like urgent care type work. Um, and those days are busy and, and hard and I mean, really important. But um, what, what I've learned in, in my career in digital health is by using technology by by using process using different visit type modalities whether it be async visits where patients are filling out an intake that's then being reviewed and then a synchronous component as needed i mean you can start seeing you not seeing but you can start offering care to hundreds of patients a day in a way that doesn't burn people out like the 30 days the 30 patients a day in clinic Right. And to your point earlier about, you know, your friends asking, so you're just going to become a virtual doctor. Um, you know, there's been some internet reports doctor. about internet doctor. Inter I'm sorry, inter and an internet doctor. <laughs> We're going back to 2000. Almost, it feels like, you know, Y2K. You're exactly. Doctor. <laughs> so virtual. But there have been some reports comparing virtual care to being an Uber driver. How do you feel about that? Yeah, so I think in the early days, um, early days being like a couple of years ago, like I think it 
there was like the signal that you could um, like offer clinicians like a, a side hustle, if you will. Um, but what we've seen with Uber, with, with Uber and ride sharing companies um, is a churn rate of like 90, like I've, I've seen the statistic of 97% of Uber drivers quit within the, the first year. And with um, healthcare, we have a clinician shortage. Like we don't have a huge pool of qualified applicants. So we can't just churn through our, our, um, our care, our, our medical professionals. So it's my, my job as the chief medical officer at Steady AMD to not burn out my clinicians, but to really offer them um, a career that they have earned by working their tails off in school, jumping through the hoops, doing well on their exams, getting through residency, um, you know, same thing for nurse practitioners, you know, working in the field, going to school, getting training, but really at the end, making sure that we are offering them a, a, a career where they are enjoying their lives and they're not burning out and they're at the end of the day, they're able to take good care of themselves so they can take great care of their patients. Um, I firmly believe that as a caregiver or really anyone in, uh, in, um, who has a career that directly relates to other human beings, like you can't be effective at your job if you're not in a good place personally. So I have a big task of like, how do I, um, come up with a system that really works where it works for the doctors, it, it works for the nurse practitioners, it, it works for the patients and also the therapists. At Steady MD, we do have a, a team of therapists as well. Um, yeah. So I think it's uh, just like a, a super exciting time in healthcare, like getting back to that comment of uh, my colleague saying, oh, Josh, you know, good luck being an internet doctor. Or, um, I also got a comment of, it must be nice that your wife's a surgeon, which she is. My whole family's in in, in healthcare, but um, you know, sure now we're nice. at a point where, yeah, but yeah, I love my wife. She's she's great. I, hopefully, she'll listen to this uh, podcast. But um, I think we're at a point now where um, digital health has gained credibility, and it's at a point where, um, you know, in the early age of like the Uber driver kind of model of bringing in doctors for like a side gig to say, do, you know, real transactional care, whether it be um, urgent care or prescriptions for lifestyle medicines. Um, it was, it was rather simple. And a lot of times it was just um, um, direct to consumer cash pay. But this next stage of telehealth is really making digital health the, the front door to the healthcare system. So this next phase, I think all of our incumbents in healthcare, all of our big systems, they've realized that in order for them to be competitive in the market, they need to offer great digital um, experience for their patients so they, so they can stay relevant. So I think uh, that's where we are now of like, how do we adapt what we've learned um, in the consumer uh, the the consumer um, digital health industry and how do we apply that to um, the fee for service model or you know the you know the call, call it the the care that's paid by insurers. 
So I think that's I think that's where we're at now. And in order to do that, it's complicated, and we need clinicians who are trained in the process of of like using maybe a specific EMR for one healthcare system, getting those patients where they need to go for um, the right the right care at the right time and at the right place, and all of that training doesn't really fit the Uber model. Like it really requires someone who's dedicated and is uh, has dedicated to really being a, a virtualist as a career, like just as I was a hospitalist, as things become more and more complicated, it's really gonna, I, I think there's an opportunity for it to become its own specialty and career. Yeah, it's, re- it's, it's really interesting and that another, you know, just kind of question to pose is, you know, you just hear so much about people wanting to pay for this out of pocket, whether it's, you know, therapy or just, I just need somebody to look at my kid and just tell me they're okay, you know, quickly. I don't want to wait in line where I, it's hard to get book, booking an appointment done for, for my doctor, you know, and all these issues and people are willing to pay for it out of pocket. You know, when you look at the virtual care capability, virtual first that you do with SteadyMD, do you see the payers, the, the insurance companies wanting to get on the front end of this and, and supporting it with the reimbursements? Because that's one of the things, I mean, even from personal experience, it's just a misalignment there. It seems like on, on some services you do virtually and trying to get buy in there. Do you, do you find that you guys are kind of the, uh, you know, really the preceptor and like pushing this forward and, and getting the buy in or? Are we there yet? Yeah, William, I mean, absolutely. Like, um, you know, we started um, powering a lot of the small direct-to-consumer startups. And as we've gained momentum, our clients are much larger incumbents in healthcare who are looking to offer digital health to their their patients. And um, the fact that people have to pay out-of-pocket when they have insurance is really a testament to a system that has too much friction. Like again, as a primary care doc, I want patients to be able to to get medical advice from a professional and not have to just go to Google or wait so long that they're coming into the emergency room after it's too late. So this is the opportunity of like how do we make it easier for patients to 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 get the care that they need. It you know, not just the care that they need, but also Medical care is complicated. Like telehealth has a lot of limitations. Like if someone needs um, a surgery, like I can't help them through through a video visit. But I can, in the ideal world, I can definitely get them to where they need to go so they can get that surgery when when they need it. And there's like we really have this amazing tool to help triage patients and give them really the information they need. And then from there, um, you know, information is power, but like, you know, have that first touch be digital and then get them into the system so they can, you know, in the ideal world, if I were to see a patient with abdominal pain and fever, and during my encounter, I was able to elicit some pain in the right lower side of their abdomen. Like if I could just put in the order for a CAT scan, they could go, they could skip the ER, 
they could go straight to triage, make sure that they're stable, get the CAT scan that they need, you know, let them know to not eat anything like before they go for the CAT scan. And then from there, they could go like, you know, to pre-op and get the surgery they need at the place that has the ability to do that. And as hospitals are busy, like it might not be the hospital down the street, it might be the one across town, but like being able to be that triage system and air traffic controller to make it so the whole system works better and at the end of the day save costs and improve uh, outcomes is really the is, is really the goal here yeah amazing. so i i think i think like the future is is bright um i am um, i i typically uh mentor uh fourth year medical students and um one thing that I've been working with them on is uh, they'll come they'll come to me for a, like a telehealth rotation. I'm really trying to get away from that name of telehealth and really explain that this is modern healthcare. Like this is we we have all of these tools and how do we adapt them to to just make the system better for everyone and better again is is a great experience, good outcomes and also lower costs because with the rate that with the percentage of GDP that that our country spends on healthcare, like in order for us to stay competitive, we really have to get a handle of that. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Emder, it's been a pleasure getting to know you and SteadyMD, and we can't wait to hear more from you on another episode um, when you guys have some new announcements to make. But for now, we have to wrap up. Um, thank you so much for your time today. And this has been another wonderful episode of Let's Cover That. Thank you, Doc. Well, thanks so much, guys.